When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We would be honored if you would join us. Hey guys, how are you doing? And welcome to Bad Batch 9 Breakdown. This was a really awesome episode. For me, it had tons of action and even more story developments to boot. Not to mention some major answers to Omega and why she's so special. And a big twist at the end with Nala Say. So let's begin. But before we do, I want to make sure that you are aware that I'm uploading daily exclusive podcast episodes on Spotify, Amazon, and Apple iTunes. As well, please keep the forums live on StarWarsTheory.com. The community is so tight-knit there, and I really love engaging with you guys. It's awesome seeing your posts. So in this episode, as the Bad Batch escape Bracca with Crosshair, who is gnarled up pretty bad, I must say. And this is really the only time we see him in this episode, sadly, but it's okay because so much goes on. He's hot on their tails, giving commands to the clone to pursue them until, of course, they hop into hyperspace. Now, for those who don't know, it's pretty impossible to track anyone down who goes into hyperspace. The sequels tried to explain it in one of the books, but it was still very confusing as to how Snoke did it. Omega is being kept behind a plasma-sealed cell aboard Bane's ship. When he greets her, he removes his cowboy hat, revealing a massive metal bandage on his head. To me, it kind of looks like a cybernetic addition, and I'm thinking it's from an unseen gunfight with Boba Fett. Now, we know that an arc was recorded between Boba Fett and Cad Bane for the Clone Wars that was never aired. It was never animated, completed. So could it be that we didn't see this fight and... Perhaps, maybe we'll see it later one day in live action, as a flashback, or we may never see it at all. I'm thinking that the fight between him and Boba has already happened. This makes me happy and sad because it means that Cad Bane doesn't have to go up against Boba and possibly die, and I only say that because the option of him surviving is kind of slim, at least I thought it was until I saw this, because I don't think Boba would let him live. Then again, Boba is really only like 14 years old at this point, 13 or 14, so it's quite possible that Cad could get away. Now the downer about it is that I really wanted to see their duel. Now it could also just be something else, could be another fight or accident that he had, and we just don't know the story quite yet. After speaking briefly with Omega, telling her that her friend won't be coming for her, he made sure of that. He goes to his cockpit as he has a transmission incoming from Lamassu, the Prime Minister of Kamino, and the one who issued the bounty on Omega to bring her back to Kamino. Lamassu tells Cad Bane to bring her back in alive, and they agree to meet at the rendezvous. End of transmission. So Nalase tells Lamassu that she will retrieve Omega and deliver the reward to Cad Bane. He tells her that she has a conflict of interest because he knows that she cares for the girl and his mission objective is to extract her DNA and then terminate her. So Tonwi will deliver the credits and collect Omega. Now, Tonwi, if you don't remember, is the same lady, the same Kaminoan, who welcomed Obi-Wan Kenobi in Attack of the Clones. And she was the one who took Kenobi to meet Jango Fett. Remember that scene where Boba is your father here? Yep, opening the door to a little Boba Fett. 
Now, I did upload a video about a year ago, 10 top facts about Kaminoans. It goes over the entire history of Kamino as a planet, which used to actually be a land-based planet, which went through an ice age. All of that ice melted, which I'm going to explain in just a second here as we go into another point, and then it became a water planet. They then proceeded to do some different sort of alterations to their own DNA, as well as working for clients throughout the galaxy who knew Kamino as being these, these brilliant scientists that essentially just cloned things and created abominations, so to speak. Now, if you want me to re-upload that video because it's kind of lost in time, I'd love to just get it out there again so it hits the algorithm. Let me know if you're okay with that and I'll do so. I'd love to do that. Or you could always just search it up for yourself, top 10 facts, but I feel like more people will get to see it. He tells Tanwi to go to their abandoned facility on Bora Vio. Once the clone is returned, confine her to the sub-level facility. Once you retrieve the material needed, terminate her. Okay, so clearly to me, this is very Mandalorian-esque, kind of like Grogu and Moff Gideon. It's all about extracting the special DNA from a particular being with special abilities that are vital to the Empire. Or in this case, Omega, who is vital to Kamino's well-being as her DNA, will help them with their Phase 3 clone trooper. And what that is, I really don't know. I don't think it's just going to be another Jango Fett pure clone. I, th I think there's going to be something else to this that they're mixing or splicing or adding to it. Something special that will make the Empire go, Whoa, now that's different. I need that. Because they already have these Jango Fett clones and... I'm not really sure that they know if Kamino is really running thin on these clone DNAs or not. Now, the Phase 3 clones, apparently, they think will cement their relationship with the Empire and their business relationship with the Empire, which will in turn allow them to continue to survive because I guess the money is that good. Now, we all also know that the Empire wants to go in a completely different direction and enlist troops abandoning the cloning process. Omega offers to help Toto 360's leg that Hunter shot off, as Cad didn't fix it yet. And she tells him that she did lots of work on AZ-3, back on Kamino, who was the silly droid we saw through the Clone Wars and the start of the Bad Batch, and who also worked on Echo after the mess hall fight. We learn that the Bad Batch know who Cad Bane is, that he was prominent during the Clone Wars, he had multiple run-ins with the Jedi, and he tried to abduct Chancellor Palpatine. Fun fact, Cad Bane actually fought Kenobi, and he kind of won. Tech walks in and tells them that Omega has first-generation DNA of Jango Fett. So, boom. There is Omega's talent, I guess. Now, it still doesn't really explain how she was so intuitive with some things, like with Hunter in the beginning, but we could maybe get to that too. Perhaps she has some of the Force in her. I'm not quite sure, but at least we know for sure that she is a first-generation DNA of Jango Fett, and she is only one of two in the entire galaxy. After Tech ran some tests on her genetic profile, he learned this. All the clones were created from Jango, and all clones have had their DNA modified to be more obedient and to grow faster. Because if you see Boba's temperament and his characteristics, his personality, he's really not all that obedient at all, only to his father who's really just himself cloned, just the original form. Hunter asks who else was cloned like Omega, and Tech tells him that there was one other, the first named Alpha, and later he was named Boba. So this of course is Boba Fett, who was the first real clone unaltered of Jango Fett. So no age being altered or sped up, and no temperament or personality being altered as well. 
Now in the Greek alphabet, alpha is the first, it's like our A, and omega is the last in the alphabet in Greek. It's like our Z, or Z, however you want to say it. The fact that they mentioned Boba is pretty wild. I think Boba will show up in this season. I would love for him to. It'd be strange if he didn't, to be honest. They then realize that she's super important to the cloning operation on Kamino, and that Kamino probably put the bounty on her. So they decide to check with Sid to see if she can help them track Cad Bane. Now you're probably wondering, why does Kamino care about Omega? Why don't they just get Boba's DNA? The answer for this is because they don't know where Boba Fett is. Also, something tells me they created Omega just to keep Jango's DNA alive forever. She's obviously younger than Boba, so they must have created her a few years after Boba's birth. Boba Fett at this point would be 13 or 14 years old, so her DNA is vital for Kamino's Phase 3 clone. They obviously want to reinvigorate Jango's DNA, as they had stretched his strand super thin by now, as we learned at the start of the season, when Lamasu and Nalase were speaking to one another. Omega tries to help Toto 360's leg when she finally puts him to sleep to find her comlink to try to communicate with the Bad Batch. As Cad Bane lands on Bora Vio, the old Kaminoan abandoned facility, she finally reaches it but not before Cad Bane enters the room. She makes a very narrow escape into Boravio and makes contact with the clones, asking for their help. Unable to track her signal as she's too far, they ask her to boost the signal, to which she's seized by her bounty hunter, Cad Bane, who is surprised to hear a blaster shot. Now this blaster sound was sounding a lot like Boba's blaster and I was really excited during the watch party, but it was actually Fennec Shands, who shows up to take the bounty for herself. Now for all of you who have watched the episode, and I assume the majority of you here have, so please hit like if you are still here, then you know that Nalase secretly hired Fennec to save Omega from Cad Bane and keep her away from Ton Wee, who had been ordered by Lama Su to take her back to Kamino, extract her DNA, and terminate her. Obviously, Nala Se, her caretaker, sees Omega like her child and loves her. I think Nala Se will die to save Omega in a last ditch effort. Fennec and Cad Bane duke it out, to which Cad gives her a good fight, but ultimately she beats him up. Which is kind of weird to me considering it's Cad Bane, and also he fought Obi-Wan and held up way better. But perhaps he's not the same that he used to be after his head being shot, or whatever happened to him. Omega runs into the really abandoned section of the facility on Bora Vio, where she sees all of these weird tube bodies of species that look half-grown. Different species just sitting there floating around in old green goop. Now, in Legends, the Kaminoans cloned many things long before Dooku had approached them to create clones of Jango Fett for the Republic. They had created many things for clients throughout the galaxy, like beings with shovels for hands that were great at mining, for example. Their entire species underwent alterations to their DNA to adapt to their planet's new environment of water. Kamino used to be a land-based planet, as I mentioned earlier. However, it did go through an ice age, and once all the snow and ice melted, we got the water planet that we see today. And so the Kaminoans, being the scientists that they are, altered their own species to adapt better to survive. So Omega looks at these beings in fear at possibly how she could end up. When she helps boost her signal, Fennec Shand approaches and tells Omega that she's trying to help her and that the Prime Minister of Kamino has something far worse planned for her. Omega asks what does he want her for, and Fennec tells her that she knows what. They look to the test tube creature and this foreshadows or alludes to the fact that Omega will just become an experiment, which she then later on at the end of the episode is saying that she's worried about. I feel Omega knows a lot, but she's just not telling anyone, at least not as much as she knows. 
Toto 360 approaches and the two breaks open as Fennec kicks him into it. We see a Kaminoan clone lookalike land on her and this is most likely their tests that they ran on themselves to alter their own DNA. So I think what we're seeing here is no, it's not Snoke, I don't believe. I think this is like a very early original uh, generation Kaminoan. Omega makes a run for it, running into Cad Bane when Fennec saves her and a brawl ensues once again. The fight is pretty evenly matched, however, Fennec does take the upper hand. Omega makes her way to a pod and blasts off into space. This pod reminded me a lot of Vegeta's pod. Loving the Dragon Ball Z vibes. Thanks, Dave Filoni. When it starts to descend eventually on its way to crashing in the planet. Fennec gets the upper hand, escapes from Cad Bane. The Bad Batch pick up Omega in the nick of time and save her. Fennec then enters her ship. She receives a transmission from Nala Se who requires an update. She tells Nala Se that the clones are in the hands of the Bad Batch and Nala Se tells her to not go after Omega. That as long as she's not in the hands of Lama Su, she will be safe. So we see that clearly here, Nala Se loves Omega like a daughter and hired Fennec behind Lama Su's back to protect Omega to essentially thwart any bounty hunter from taking Omega. Kind of like a, you know, a savior, so to speak. Omega worries that Kamino will keep sending bounty hunter after bounty hunter for her. And Hunter tells her that they can send any hunter in the galaxy at them and it won't matter. He will protect her. Now this makes me think of Boba Fett and any of the other bounty hunters that they could send, like Bosk, Dengar, IG-88, maybe some other ones that we've seen in the comics or others that we don't know about yet. But they did say that they don't know where Boba Fett is as he disappeared at the start of the Clone Wars. So who else could they send after Omega? Let me know in the comments. I'm really stoked to see where this story goes. I think this is just building up fantastically. The first couple episodes, yeah, maybe they were slower, but these are really now in the nitty gritty. We're in the midst of it. I think we'll eventually see Vader. I can't wait to see what happens with Crosshair. Does he get his chip out? There's so many different things I'm clueless of right now, but I'm just fiending to know what will happen. I think, and this is my theory, eventually Crosshair will sacrifice himself for his brothers. Nala Se sacrifices herself for Omega, and possibly the entire Bad Batch, or most of them, sacrifice themselves for one another and Omega as well, who will go on to be trained by Boba Fett and don the white Boba Fett armor in Sid's shop, which are just sitting around there, which would look really sick. I could see even, you know, Vader coming in and the Bad Batch having to fight him and losing to him, because where have they been this whole time in the galaxy, you know, it just makes me wonder. Thank you so much for watching this breakdown. Let me know what you rated this episode out of 10. For me, for a Bad Batch episode for this season, I'd give it an 8.5. I think it was pretty rad. So let me know what you think. Thank you so much for your time for watching this breakdown. Leave a like if you enjoyed it. It really helps me out. And of course, check me out on Spotify, Apple iTunes, and Amazon. And of course, the Star Wars Theory forums at StarWarsTheory.com. Check out my new merch. I just dropped some new gym lines for you guys. And I will see you in the next episode. Until then, remember my fellow Jedi and Sith friends, the Force will be with you. Always.